The 17 News at Sunrise podcast is brought to you by Clinica Sierra Vista. Welcome back to the 17 News at Sunrise podcast, where we share your news on your schedule. 17 News is your local election headquarters, and after a roller coaster of a campaign season, the official tally of votes for the 2022 midterm election starts tonight. And although ballots have filtered into the selections office for a month, tonight marks your last chance to weigh in on contentious races and high stakes ballot measures. 17's Maddie Gannon has it all covered for you. After months on the campaign trail, let's deliver a new leadership that gets America back on track. Millions of dollars raised in endless loops of often vicious television ads. As a moneylender in Orange County, David Shepard must have learned a lot about fraud. Melissa Hurtado, too dangerous for the Central Valley. Thousands in Kern County have already turned in a ballot over the last month. Tuesday night marks the official election deadline. And this year, the Central Valley is home to some of the state and nation's most competitive races. Everything is showing that it should be a really strong Republican year. It's always just focusing on the issues that people care about. Not to mention, it brings the chance for one of Bakersfield's own to become second in line in the presidential succession. Kevin McCarthy is going to be the next Speaker of the House. Meanwhile, key races even closer to home, seeing what could become outcome-defining twists and turns. Do you believe that uh, President Biden stole the election? I actually do. Mr. Flores, do you believe the 2020 election was stolen? I don't believe it was stolen. All of it, with concerns over election integrity still in the spotlight. The mail-in ballots, that's just, to me, it's just a recipe for disaster. Everything leading up to tonight. Whether you've already cast your ballot or you're still weighing your options, there's a plethora of high stakes races for you to pay attention to. In the 20th Congressional District, we have Republican incumbent House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy facing off against Democratic challenger Marisa Wood. She's a teacher at Fairfax Junior High School. This is the reddest House District in the state of California. Republicans hold a nearly 20 percentage point registration edge over Democrats here in this district. In the primary, McCarthy brought in six 61% of the vote to Woods 24%. Key points here. Kevin McCarthy has never lost a race here. How much of the vote will Wood be able to bring in? Will she cross that 40% of the vote threshold, something that no challenger of McCarthy has ever been able to do? For McCarthy, this is a very significant election. This is the, arguably the closest he's ever been to the job he's long coveted, that's Speaker of the House. If I was a voter in an area that, that possibly the Speaker of the House of Representatives would come from my town, boy, I'd be there. One of the races that could help determine just that is also right here in the Central Valley. That's the 22nd congressional race, one of the most competitive House races in the nation this midterm election. Here we have Republican incumbent David Valadeo facing off against Bakersfield Assemblyman Democrat Rudy Salas. This is a pretty solid Democrat majority district. Democrats hold about a 17 percentage point registration edge over Republicans in this district. Redistricting last fall did make it a bit bluer, but this has been a Democrat majority district for years, despite the fact that Republican David Valadeo has represented it in Congress for most of the last decade. In the primary, Salas led the pack with 45% of the vote. Valadeo was able to fend off two Republican challengers who build themselves as further to the right than Valadeo to secure his spot in the general with 
25.6% of the vote. Key things to look out for here. Will Valadeo feel the effects of his vote to impeach former President Donald Trump for his role in the January 6th Capitol attack? Valadeo, of course, was one of only 10 House Republicans to vote to impeach the former president that second time around. He's now one of just two with the chance of still staying in Congress next year. Will Valadeo be able to pick up the votes of Chris Matisse in the primary? That was one of those Republican challengers in the primary who builds himself as further to the right. His whole campaign was based off of his loyalty to the former president. He came down hard on Valadeo's vote to impeach. Will Valadeo be able to pick up those votes or will those voters decide just to sit out this race. But the biggest key in this race will be turnout. So it's going to be on the Democratic Party to really draw turnout and, and get turnout to be high. I believe if turnout is high, Rudy Salas can win this and likely will win it. If turnout remains low or just, you know, average, then it's most likely going to go to, to Valdeo. The Central Valley this election is also home to one of the most competitive state Senate races. That's the 16th Senate race. Here we have Democratic incumbent Melissa Hurtado facing off against Republican political newcomer David Shepard. Democrats outregister Republicans in this district by about 13 points. In the primary, Shepard led the pack with 43% of the vote. Hurtado was able to beat two other Democrats in this on the ticket in the primary to earn her spot in the general, getting about 29% of the vote. Key points to look out for here. Hurtado originally launched a bid for a the Fresno-centered state Senate district. That was District 14. That included her hometown of Sanger. That put her up against another Democratic incumbent, so she decided to switch to the 16th Senate district and move to Bakersfield to actually run in this district. Will voters care about that? Key question. It could resonate with voters, but I don't see the Shepherd campaign really, you know, putting that out to folks and, and telling folks that. For the 16th Senate, I think it's, it's going to be turnout. Is it can each side turn out their voters? In the 12th state Senate district, here we have Republican incumbent Shannon Grove facing off against Democratic first-time candidate Suzanne Gundy. This is a very solid Republican majority district. Republicans hold a nearly 17 percentage point registration edge over Democrats here. In the primary, Grove brought in 68% of the vote, almost 69, you can see here, to Suzanne Gundy's 31%. In the 32nd Assembly District race, we have Republican incumbent Vince Fong running unopposed. In the 35th State Assembly District, here we have two Democrats, Kern County 5th District Supervisor Leticia Perez facing off against Bakersfield doctor, Dr. Jasmine Baines. This entire district is in Kern County, you can see here, and Democrats hold a big majority over Republicans here, 24%. This was the closest race on Kern's primary ballot, just 289 votes separated these two Democrats in June. We're really seeing a neck and neck race, and I think it's it's going to be, you know, you could pretty much uh, flip a coin on the 80-35 race right now. Last race we're going to take a look at here is the race for Kern County 3rd District Supervisor. This, of course, is the race to replace 
Supervisor Mike Maggard, who is stepping down this year. In this race, we have Maggard's current chief of staff, Republican Jeff Flores, facing off against retired CHP assistant chief Republican Brian Smith. You can see here Republicans hold a slight majority over Democrats, about 3.6% registration edge. In the primary, Flores brought in about 40% of the vote to Smith's about 33%. Key points to watch out for here. In the primary, we had one Democrat, that was Lewis Gill. He brought in 26% of the vote. Who will be able to pick up his votes in the primary? Will it be Flores or will it be Smith? And there was a key moment in our debate between these two candidates a couple months ago that could affect how they appeal to Democrats. Brian Smith mentioned that you know he is a MAGA person um, and that he does have questions about uh, elect the 2020 election and uh, basically the legitimacy of Joe Biden be, becoming the president, um, I think that is going to affect him with some Democrats that were thinking about voting for him. If you want to learn more about the candidates and the measures that are on your ballot this November, head to our website, kgt.com. In studio, Maddie Gannon, 17 News. 17 News is your local election headquarters and most registered voters in Kern County have not cast their ballot. If you're one of them, there's still plenty of time even if you're not sure who to vote for. Yeah, 17's Michaela Armstrong explains all the ways you can cast your ballot ahead of tonight's election deadline. If you haven't voted yet and are wondering, what do I do? Well, you still have time. You can drop off your ballot in a drop box, mail in your ballot as long as it is still early in the morning, or vote in person. You can find a poll location on the back of your sample ballot. And if you feel like with the deadline approaching, you're running out of time, according to Kern County Auditor Controller County Clerk Mary Bedard, you still have a little time. Polls are open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. So they can just go in anytime during that period and, uh, and they can vote. If you vote by mail to know your ballot is received, you can track your ballot. When we you know, do the signature check, um, so it'll, it'll identify if, that there's a, uh, if their signature is uh, determined to match, it'll tell them that and then so that their ballot would then be counted. Um, if their signature doesn't match or if they forgot to sign it, then we will send them out a notice uh, so that they can correct that. And if they can correct that, then uh, we can count their ballot. If you're dropping your ballot off in a ballot box, it's good to keep in mind. So we close the drop boxes, our official drop boxes, at 8 p.m. Those actually are locked at 8 p.m., so they'd need to drop it off before 8 p.m. And, and of course, the poll sites close at 8. So uh, they really, you know, if they're going to be dropping it off either at a drop box or at a poll site uh, on election day, they do need to get it in by 8 p.m. Don't be alarmed if you see a plastic tie securing the drop box. That is not a lock. The lock is right here securing your ballots with a key that only election workers have. The plastic tie is just a chain of custody. It's, it's a numbered uh, seal so that they can check it when they, they, they note that number when they lock the box after they've uh, collected the ballots. If you voted early with a mail-in ballot and might have forgotten and then vote in person at the polls Tuesday, Bernard says that the election office will know. If they do vote at the polls and let's say they also had mailed their ballot on election day so we got it after election day we would have that record that they voted at the polls so when the mail ballot comes in later then you know it would not be counted so if you're still wondering do i still have time to vote this is your sign to do it 
A fight to the finish in one of the most consequential midterm elections. It's a choice between two very different visions of America. And the 11th hour, President Biden campaigned for Maryland's candidate for governor, Wes Moore, warning democracy is at stake and echoing an urgent plea for voters to ride the blue wave. Mr. Biden's low approval rating at just 44 percent could weigh down Democrats. Rallying for Republicans, former President Trump hinted at his own political future. We are going to take back our magnificent White House. While looking to give Ohio Senate candidate J.D. Vance and his party a boost. This is the year we're going to take back the House. We're going to take back the Senate. Republicans need to gain five seats in the House and flip just one seat in the Senate to grab hold of congressional power. Nine Senate races are considered competitive, including Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Arizona. Across the country, tensions are high amid election-related threats and allegations of voter intimidation. Officials are preparing to keep polls safe. We're monitoring any protests, um, any disturbances at the polling location from activists or people uh, that want to sow any sort of discord in the election process. There's enthusiasm among voters to weigh in on issues like the economy, abortion, and crime. Get out and vote. Do your civic duty. Americans are turning out in historic numbers. More than 42 million votes have been cast already, with millions more expected to vote in person today. The Justice Department announced that it will monitor polls in 24 states today to ensure that no one interferes with the process. In Washington, I'm Bree Jackson for NBC News. The 17 News at Sunrise podcast is a production of KGET and Nexstar Media Group. For more on all of the headlines in today's show, head to KGET.com.